0: We have a very, very good podcast about the Milky Way and the universe.
1: This one is fantastic content from start to finish. All space, all the time. If you have a brain and ears, you'll like this one.
0: Why are you discriminating against people with no ears?
1: If you have a brain, you like this one.
0: <laughs> if you don't have ears, we have transcripts available.
1: I would like to issue a formal apology to the earless community. <laughs> this episode's for you. <laughs>
0: i'm happy at least you entertain yourself that's at least somebody
1: i entertain myself and you entertain everyone who listens to this podcast yeah
0: (laughs) i wrangle you edit you and entertain everyone
1: research the podcast get me to say some shit about it chop out 90 percent of it (laughs) i love my wife so much
0: We were just talking about how nice it is that nobody is listening to this podcast so we can say whatever we want without having to worry about ending up in the headlines of the newspaper or like our sponsors leaving us. And and
1: taking a shit on us. Taking
0: away our millions. We don't have any millions, so boom, you can't even take them away.
1: Boom. Can't cancel us if we were never on (laughs) because we like a lot of podcasters, especially Dax and Monica and... They're on quite the high pedestal right now. It's one of the top, top shows. And you fuck up. You say something that you think is funny, that people think is asshole-ish.
0: Well, and everything they say, they have to have, like, a disclaimer on it. It's like, oh, I know that, like, you know, women have it harder than men. And I'm not saying that. yeah Yeah. you know before you say anything you have to give all those disclaimers or everybody will be in the comments saying that you're a misogynist or whatever taking
1: your one soundbite and just blowing you up but we can give you the good content unfiltered because you deserve it and we got nothing to lose
0: yeah because like the title we are nobodies i'm emma
1: i'm ian And this is our podcast, Nobody's Talking About Everything, Solving Nothing. If we get lucky, we might solve something.
0: All right. If anybody liked the last podcast, you're in great luck because this one is better even. These facts are just monumental.
1: We don't care what you like. You will like this.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. The Milky Way is a spiral galaxy with curved arms of stars emanating from its center. Our solar system forms one of the smaller arms called Orion Arm. It's kind of in the middle of the galaxy. Obviously, not in the center, the middle of the disk.
1: Out of all the arms coming out, it's one of the middle arms.
0: Yeah. So, at the center of the galaxy, there's a very massive center. And then going out from there, there are spiralized arms that are very bright.
1: Probably at least a dozen, if not more arms.
0: But there's like two to three prominent ones Mm -hmm. that are like very, very huge, easy to see and all that. And an interesting fact is there are as many stars in the arms of a galaxy spiral as there is anywhere else. But the stars in the arms are bigger, they burn brighter, and they die out quicker. And they illuminate those around them, making the arms more visible. So even though it looks like there's a big amount of stars in the arms, it's actually they're evenly spread. It's just that they're the big stars.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So there's stars throughout the entire galaxy evenly spread, but the arms contain the biggest stars.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And
0: we're in an arm.
1: Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. That's just so many.
0: The Milky Way is a disk that measures about 120,000 light years across with a central bulb that has a diameter of about 12,000 light years. The disk is not perfectly flat, though. It is warped due to our neighboring galaxies, large and small Magellanic clouds. These two galaxies have been pulling on the matter in our galaxy like a game of tug of war.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. A huge tug of war. I love how, once again, the disk is not perfectly flat. It is warped due to our neighboring galaxies. That reminds me of just like the planet orbits being slightly off and we knew that there were planets there. Yeah. The same thing's happening on a galactic scale.
0: Galactic war. Galactic. I like the word galactic. Mm -hmm. The Milky Way is only a medium-sized galaxy with an estimated 200 billion stars. The largest galaxy we know of is called IC1101 and has over 100 trillion stars.
1: That's insane. That's like 500 or 5,000 times bigger than ours.
0: Yeah. 500.
1: 500 times. That's huge.
0: (laughs) You can only see 0.000025% of all the stars in the galaxy when you look up at the sky at night. (laughs) (laughs) Such a pointless fact. (laughs) Our brains do not understand numbers.
1: Let's put that in a quick perspective. Out of every 400,000 stars in the galaxy that exist, we can only see one of them if we look up in this
0: night sky. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. Like most larger galaxies, the Milky Way has a supermassive black hole at its center, called Sagittarius A star. It doesn't (laughs) really have a star in the name.
1: It must. I wonder if that's how they say it, though.
0: This black hole has an estimated diameter of 14 million miles, which does not include the disk of mass being drawn into it. This outer disk has about 14.6 million times the mass of our sun in what would be similar to the orbit of the Earth. Wow. It's insanely dense.
1: That's crazy dense. That's just scary. But yeah. apparently those supermassive black holes just exist with most galaxies. That's what most of the mass is pulling us around with.
0: Yeah. I have a more facts about that later. But if the stars within galaxies were shrunk to the size of tennis balls, you know, like to show scale, they would be 3,000 miles apart from each other on that scale. <laughs> 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 so you'd be like from here to la from wisconsin to la
1: that's so crazy i guess that also partially puts the, in perspective how big these things are because if those have gravitational pulls on each other and they're mm-hmm. that far away yeah they have to be huge
0: yeah well i don't think the stars have gravitational pull on each other because it said galaxy a different galaxy has pull on our galaxy. No, but like,
1: I mean, you know, in our galaxy, like this, like the stars are like swirling up from the, I suppose that's swirling from the black hole. That's true.
0: Yeah. Our galaxy is made up of about 90% dark matter, which is matter that cannot be seen. If the dark matter did not exist, then the stars within the Milky Way would orbit much slower than they have been observed. That's how we know that dark matter exists.
1: I've also heard that they can see pretty much, you know, all of, you know, they know about how much stuff is out there and then they know about how much everything weighs.
0: Yeah. And And they're like, wait, this is only one tenth of what it should be.
1: I just don't understand how they can like...
0: I don't get half the shit.
1: It's just crazy. Big brain dudes and dudettes.
0: In order for the Milky Way to achieve its current size and shape, it has consumed other galaxies throughout its history. Our galaxy is currently consuming the Canis Major Dwarf Galaxy by adding the smaller galaxy stars to its own spiral.
1: Milky Way's got to do what it's got to do. It's hungry for blood. So Canis Major Dwarf Galaxy. You're out of here. you burnt.
0: There are at least 100 billion planets in the galaxy.
1: That's a number that's so big it doesn't make sense. I can't imagine four planets, because right now, one is too big to comprehend.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Andromeda, one of the other over 100 billion galaxies in the universe, is on a collision course with the Milky Way. Traveling toward each other at 250,000 miles an hour, the two galaxies will collide in about 5 billion years.
1: Boy, that'll be a pretty interesting sight to see. Hopefully, we're around to witness it.
0: I wonder if they'll collide, like, violently, or if they'll just, like, become one. I guess the black hole is really... Violent. They would fight to be the central black hole. Are there only super black holes, or are there, like, regular-sized black holes?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're all so big, it doesn't even make sense to us, so I don't know how to...
0: I don't even understand any of it, yeah.
1: So hopefully it's uh, a pretty... Beautiful explosion. It'd be pretty lame if...
0: Hopefully we're still alive.
1: Two galaxies are colliding and they weren't... It wasn't even cool.
0: The sun is 30,000 light years from the supermassive black hole that forms the center of our galaxy.
1: That's quite some distance to be being pulled by that black hole. hmm
0: The boundary of the sun's gravitational influence extends about 122 astronomical units... And as we said in the last podcast, an astronomical unit is the distance between the Earth and the Sun,
1: or about ninety-three million miles.
0: About seven new stars are born in the galaxy every single year.
1: And a star is born when just a big explosion. What's the deal with
0: that? Um, Well, there's seven champagne supernovas every year.
1: Champagne (laughs) supernova.
0: Don't ask me follow-up questions on this stuff. (laughs) This is the extent of my knowledge.
1: I know what's in front of me.
0: (laughs) And I barely even know that. The Milky Way travels through space at a speed of about 343 miles per second with regard to the cosmic microwave background radiation, which is radiation left over from the Big Bang. So that radiation is still... And we are moving about the universe revolving around the center of the universe.
1: 343 miles per second we're cruising.
0: Yeah. But it's also like the Earth is rotating. The Earth is revolving around the sun. The sun and the whole solar system is revolving like within the Milky Way. And then the Milky Way itself is revolving around the universe. At
1: 343 miles per second. Yeah. I wonder if all those forces ever lined up. Where somebody was like actually for one second just truly perfectly still. And then they just died or something. Combusted.
0: They just won the game.
1: Yeah. Somehow they unlock.
0: Level completed. You
1: beat the simulation and you're like a part of it now.
0: If our solar system were the size of your hand, the Milky Way would cover North America. Which when I first read that fact, I had to read it like three times before I actually understood what you were even trying to say. Because it's so crazy. Our solar system is the size of your hand. Therefore, the Milky Way, the galaxy, would be the size of North America. That's insane. So our solar system is to the galaxy as your hand is significant to North America. (laughs) Wow. Just to say it is not.
1: Wow. I'm just looking at my hand.
0: Our sun on that hand in North America would be a speck of dust. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm still just looking at my hand, that's crazy
0: <laughs> If the Milky Way's diameter was the same as that of a Frisbee The galaxy is now the size of a Frisbee The disc would be as thick as a sheet of paper
1: I really don't like that
0: Yeah, that's hard to comprehend How
1: is that? That, that just doesn't Hmm, I'm sure there's an explanation for that that we cannot comprehend
0: Are you going to have like a panic attack once you hear all these facts?
1: i will survive but this is a lot
0: mm-hmm. since the dinosaurs became extinct about 65 million years ago the sun has traveled just about a third the way around the center of the milky way which means the night sky that the dinosaurs saw at the time was entirely different because they were on a totally different side of the galaxy
1: that's wonderful yeah i like that a lot it's pretty crazy
0: A neutron star is a collapsed core of a massive, supergiant star. All of its mass collapses down into a very small, I mean relatively small, area. A neutron star spins incredibly quickly and they are also incredibly dense. It is estimated if you could collect a tablespoon of matter from the center of a neutron star, it would weigh about one billion tons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so that doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> okay. This is pretty interesting. Voyager one and Voyager two launched on August twentieth, nineteen seventy seven. They were planning to fly by Jupiter and Saturn to take photos. In 1979, two years later, they ended up at Jupiter. Took photos, studied it. Two years later, in 1981, they flew by Saturn. After they photographed and studied Jupiter and Saturn, they decided to extend the mission and send the spacecraft onto Uranus and Neptune. And that took them five more years to get from Saturn to Uranus in 1986. And then after that, they continued on to Neptune, which took them three more years. They photographed and studied Neptune. I should have written down this, but when they went to Neptune, it was obviously the first craft that ever went to Neptune. And they discovered like 20 moons that we didn't know about. And they discovered that it had rings and they discovered like a bunch of new stuff and all this. And then in 2013, Voyager 1 became the first human-made object to leave the solar system and is now the farthest human-made object from Earth.
1: Keep going. Just keep going.
0: December 10th, 2018, Voyager 2 entered interstellar space, which interstellar space just means outside the gravitational pull of any star. So it's just like floating in just pure space.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah. So they're still out there. From 1977. Wow. They're outside of the solar system.
1: Appropriately named Voyager.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. In the Milky Way alone, there are, are estimated to be 500 million potential Goldilocks planets.
1: There's got to be so many aliens out there.
0: Which Goldilocks, as we explained in the last podcast, is the small area away from a sun that's not too hot and not too cold, which we predict... Water could be there. And we don't know for sure that water is necessary for life. It's just our own myopic way of thinking about life. So far on
1: our Earth, water has been been required.
0: So yeah, 500 million Goldilocks planets. (laughs) That's just an R1 galaxy. Astronomers have discovered the largest known diamond in our galaxy. It's a massive lump of crystallized diamond called BPM- three seven zero nine three otherwise known as Lucy after the Beatles song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds they found it 50 light years away in the constellation of Centaurus Lucy is about 25,000 miles across this is the diamond the diamond (laughs) is 25,000 miles across which is obviously larger than earth and it weighs 10 billion trillion trillion carats
1: So if anybody thinks that they got a big rock, it's nothing compared to good old sexily named BPM
0: 37093. (laughs) (laughs) That is just dumb. Yeah. Now that we covered facts about the Milky Way galaxy, we're now going to say some about the universe at large. 90% of the atoms in the universe are hydrogen. And 8% are helium. So that only leaves 2% to be like, you know, iron, magnesium, all everything that we see on Earth, mostly. Carbon. Everything on Earth is carbon.
1: Like I said, that, that to me just signals that there's just so much gas, <laughs> gas. Gaseous planets just crazy amount of gas.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. 98% of the universe is gas.
1: Just straight gassy. How much of Earth is he, like? do we even have of those? Oh, our yeah.
0: atmosphere is, is values, that yeah but the rest of it isn't
1: yeah that's what i mean yeah i guess in my day-to-day life i never yeah. encounter hydrogen or helium
0: yeah except for like Water. surface balloons and stuff balloons, yeah. the universe was infinitely hot at the time of the big bang and has been rapidly cooling ever since Which I don't even get what infinitely hot means. It just means inconceivably hot. Just
1: so much energy in such a small place.
0: And it was multiple billion degrees Kelvin a few minutes after the explosion. From somewhere between 10 and 1 billion degrees Kelvin. For reference, the average temperature of the universe right now is 2 degrees Kelvin. And then it was multiple billion degrees.
1: That's crazy.
0: And when we hear that fact about that it's two degrees Kelvin right now, remember that zero Kelvin is absolute zero, meaning that there's no energy, no heat at all. It's totally...
1: Things don't move. That's as low as it gets.
0: Yeah. Molecules don't move. And the average degrees of the universe is two.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah. Because the universe has been ever cooling, we can safely predict that it will continue to cool until there is no energy left in the universe and it will lay dormant.
1: That's cold.
0: The universe spans a diameter of over 150 billion light years. It has been ever expanding since the Big Bang. I had a cool fact about the Voyager, I thought. Yeah, this was the fact. It'll take 18,000 years for Voyager to reach one light year.
1: Nice. I think that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's a great fact. 18,000 years.
0: And it's outside of the solar system right now. <laughs> and it'll take it 18,000 more years to reach the distance of one light year. And that kind of contextualizes the fact that I read about how, how many millions of light years things are. It's crazy. The universe is 13.7 billion years old. We know this better than 1% precision. That's really close. Yeah.
1: Which is still like a couple hundred million years apart, but still pretty close.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the Earth has been around for 4.6 billion years, so.
1: Almost a third.
0: Yeah. But our galaxy actually has been around for, 15. I think it was like 13.6, so like all of it. Wow,
1: Milky Way has seen some shit.
0: Yeah. It just hasn't been nearly as big and developed and has as many stars as it does now. It's just continued to develop
1: slowly, just feasted on other galaxies that
0: yeah, and all of its matter like had to coalesce and it form, cool down like, and shit. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The bright star Vega is relatively close to us at 25 light years away, so the light we see left the star 25 years ago. While the star Betelgeuse. We're not sure how to say it. It could be... It looks like a French version of Betelgeuse or Betelgeuse. Betelgeuse. In the constellation Orion is 640 light years away. So the light left the star around the year 1370 in the Middle Ages.
1: That's so crazy. I love how we have no idea if... Like that star could have burned out 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we just keep getting the light for years.
0: For hundreds of years. Other stars we see are further away still, so we are seeing them much deeper into the past. With the Hubble telescope, we can look back billions of years.
1: <laughs> That's so crazy. I'm sure that they have that into their calculations, but I wonder how hard that makes it to calculate, like the distance. Like they say, like, you know, the Milky Way is this big or whatever. Yeah, they must have to factor in that they're looking.
0: It might have expanded like super far since in that hundreds of years. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a big hurdle for us finding extraterrestrial life and extraterrestrial life finding us is because, obviously, you'd have to be able to travel super fast. This right now seems impossible.
1: If aliens are looking at us right now, but they're 100 light years away, they think that we're just a bunch of bumbling idiots. Yeah. Or if they saw right now, yeah, we're a versus, bunch of like no. hyper-bumbling idiots.
0: <laughs> Everything that is on Earth, including us, once existed inside a star that then exploded and cooled and coalesced. That's pretty hard to imagine that like we came from hundreds of light years away. All this matter here, that's only 2% of the universe's makeup as far as like having rocks and stuff. It's very rare.
1: Very rare and we've traveled very far. We're still moving very fast. So if anybody ever is like, wow, get up off the couch. You can just say like- Why? I'm dizzy, we're moving
0: quick. You can just say, what's the point? I'm just here vibing.
1: I'm just here cooling and then coalescing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are probably more than 170 billion galaxies in the observable universe, which again is pretty much a pointless fact because mm-hmm. we can't even understand $1 billion.
1: We can't even observe them or understand them.
0: Yeah. The mass of the black hole at the center of any galaxy is consistently about one one-thousandth the mass of the galaxy it's inside. Interesting fact. Yeah. So the black hole is like insanely huge, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like just crazy big. But yeah, it's only one one-thousandth of the galaxy. Not only is the black hole big, but it's like unbelievably dense, obviously. So if we're just talking mass, it has like an insane amount of mass. But yet it's still one one thousandth of the mass.
1: Somehow black holes are definitely the highest combination of things that terrify me and I don't truly understand.
0: Yep. Yeah, there's a lot you don't understand, though.
1: (sighs) But we're getting there. I don't think anybody can understand truly a black hole. No. We can think about it, but like you can't.
0: Well, there's just so much we don't even know about it, too.
1: Space do be crazy. We can't stop researching space, talking about space.
0: We won't stop.
1: This is becoming partially a space podcast. (laughs) At least until we run out of space things that we want to talk about. And then, stay tuned. We'll see what, what happens. One of the great parts about thinking about space is that it makes you feel better about your problems, because...
0: Because your problems don't matter.
1: Because space doesn't care about your problems.
0: Yeah, it's almost like... So long as you're not being destructive to the people around you, it takes the weight off. hmm Yeah, aside from, like, helping people, there really is no, like, mission. There's really nothing to accomplish, which is pretty awesome.
1: We're just trying to do our best at living and consumption. And being a little speck on this space in Earth. This dot we're on.
0: Mm -hmm. Some people get depressed when they hear these facts. Which is weird to me.
1: Damn, that episode was good. We just love space. And I think that people... I mean, I don't know why they would get depressed thinking about that. I guess I see that...
0: Because they think... People
1: want to be important.
0: Yeah, people want to be important. And they want to... I mean, that's obviously why we have religion. Is that it gives purpose to our life, which I don't know why people want purpose. That, I guess, is something I don't really understand.
1: Purpose feels so pointless, like to need.
0: Yeah. I feel like living for yourself, like not saying that you're living selfishly, but like you're living just for your own fulfillment, I guess, which will include serving others, serving the planet.
1: Being a good person is fulfilling. Like, yeah. It's people volunteer because that's what we're meant to do is help out and be a good person. And,
0: yeah. People think that if you're like a hedonist or like a nihilist, that that means that you're just going to go and fuck everything and kill people and do drugs and stuff. And I just don't understand that at all.
1: People just cross their signals and listen to things that don't make sense and are told. You know, face value makes sense. Like if people don't, you know... If someone's a nihilist, why would they care about anything? Well,
0: well, hopefully you care about yourself.
1: Obviously they care about themselves. And then to care about yourself, truly, you need to be good to yourself. Yeah, and
0: which includes being good to others. Yes. I believe that even if you're, your entire life you're acting out of only self-interest, like you're just doing what makes the best sense for yourself, you will be a really good person. You will have... Amazing relationships, you'll be very generous, you will live in accordance with your values and what's best for the earth and everyone on it. And I think selfishness gets confused with like gluttonous. Yeah. Which, if you're good at delaying gratification, selfishness means taking care of everything around you because you just get it back so much more.
1: Yeah. Being a dedicated, long term thinking, selfish person is truly a fulfilling, wholesome thing, if done right. Being a selfish, indulgent, gluttonous spaz is not... Not
0: going to be self-serving, because those people end up with no close relationships, and they're isolated and stuff, so obviously that's not selfish.
1: Destructive diets, destructive habits.
0: They're not being a truly selfish person, because they haven't served themselves.
1: They might be instantly selfish, but they're not truly long-term selfish.
0: Yeah. Well, anyways...
1: Anyways, that's space for you. Again, probably won't be our last space episode because things just keep blowing our freaking minds.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we learned everything about space, though. I doubt there's much left on Google to find.
1: Probably that's about it. If anybody from Harvard wants to give us an honorary degree in astronomy or whatever, we're willing to give a TED Talk.
0: If you found out that God was real, would you be happy?
1: Uh Probably, yeah, as long as he's like truly good.
0: What if it was like the Christian God that I don't know what feelings about?
1: I don't know, because some signs of the Christian God point to it being good and being truly kind and generous. But a lot of other things don't. Like
0: most of the Old Testament?
1: Like pretty much all the Old Testament.
0: Yeah, if we have a vain God as our overlord, that would be kind of scary to find out what heaven's like why would the point of our whole lives be to serve God? Like, why Why would God want us to serve him?
1: It's kind of a piece of shit thing to do where, you know, if heaven is the best thing of all time and you have all the power.
0: But you have to jump through these obstacle courses to get there.
1: Playing your fucking game, God? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> if my mom made it this far, she definitely is no longer a fan of podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of our favorite lines from Bo Burnham's albums is, Jesus isn't real, you idiot. Read, Read a, a book. book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, harsh, but alas, we enjoy it. <laughs> so I wish that atheist communities were as good as churches at getting together, because sometimes I hear people go to church and I'm like, damn, that sounds so quaint.
0: Yeah, but it's also obligatory. So that's not good.
1: Well... It's obligatory because... Fear of hell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Threat of hell.
1: Aren't you scared of hell? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's only obligatory if you don't want to burn for eternity in the depths of hell.
0: Yeah. I think any benefit that you get from church, you can very easily make yourself. Obviously, if you crave community, there's a million ways to achieve that outside of church.
1: I agree, but church has just got that smell
0: it's just, just old people smell?
1: Kinda, yeah. I guess I could just go to the nursing home.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's like oldish person mixed with those wafers. Which I guess technically is just like the really old person. <laughs> this is the body.
0: Yeah, sometimes when Ian and I compare stories about like growing up in the church, I am very, very happy that I was raised Protestant instead of Catholic because my Memories are just so much milder <laughs> and wholesome than his.
1: I definitely had a great... It was like the most Catholic upbringing possible in, in sense of religious childhood. Looking back on it, it's very humorous. It's very funny. And I'm glad that it taught me to not...
0: To question things. Go down
1: that road yeah. <laughs> to, to ask a lot of questions because... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I had a lot of friends. I, I'm very lucky that I had two extremely close friends from a pretty early point in our religious ed. Yeah. We were all skeptical very quickly, and it was very fun to...
0: Make a mockery of the whole class? Essentially, yes.
1: <laughs> we, we were getting confirmed. We had to go through the whole confirmation process. And yeah. it was very goofy. We 17
0: all, is way too old to be getting confirmed.
1: Oh, my gosh. If they wanted us to really be confirmed and truly be indoctrinated,
0: they needed to do it early. Way
1: younger. <laughs> like baptism age. <laughs>
0: Just get them before they consent to it.
1: <laughs> I am thinking of this video from a stand comedian about being raised Catholic, and I want to watch it afterward. I'm recording this.
0: Are you gonna name it? It's Crystalia. Yeah. Hmm. Controversial. I also just said that I was raised Protestant, and I just recently started using that word because I only recently found out that Protestant is the same thing as Lutheran, and I feel like nobody where we're from uses the word Protestant. Like I feel like I've never. I mean, I've heard it, but like I've never mm-hmm. heard it used in reference to like our local culture. Everyone only ever said Lutheran that mm-hmm. I've ever
1: heard. Sometimes at that church that I was talking about, I played in the church band occasionally. It was all right. Yeah. They still let uh, a dirty Catholic like me in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our pastor had a perm, and we always called him Pastor Perm. <laughs>
1: The cool thing about my Catholic upbringing, the best thing was we had a really good priest. Father Lewis was a super smart dude who rarely, if ever, referenced...
0: Smiting and stuff.
1: Smiting or just, you know, the...
0: Hating gays.
1: Yeah, he he was just a... He was so smart and just... Smiting. (laughs) (laughs) Quite an, an intelligent person. And I feel like he would take very modern happenings with a very conservative Catholic church and, like, make them remember a lot of what, you know, Jesus' message was, which was, like, love poor people instead of hating them and telling them to get out of here, so.
0: I wish more people did that, though.
1: Yeah, not a lot of priests have that flair, especially a lot of the ones that are pretty big and wealthy just rile up the masses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All the seats in the Sunday mess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: filled with the masses massive (laughs) asses what do you think the chances are that voyager one gets like intercepted and like taken away
1: you mean by like a like intentionally taken by a different life force Mm -hmm. probably five percent i
0: wonder how long it'll take because obviously it'll just go on forever until on a very very unlikely chance that it hits something it will literally go forever Once we're all extinct, it'll still be going.
1: Somebody like 50,000 years from now just catches that thing. Yeah. And we're all just done so, And they have
0: no idea like where it came from. What
1: is this thing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if there's like notes in it of any type. Well, because it's not like a spacecraft, like a rocket ship. It's like Mm
1: -hmm. a... There's something inside of it. But I mean, like, what good does it do if you have no fucking clue like what
0: well we found out how to read hieroglyphs
1: yeah those were people those are like our species those are homo sapiens we're talking about like
0: dogs learn english they do
1: dogs learn every language because they just learn sounds
0: yeah that's what language is
1: i know but i'm saying this is literally like those aliens could communicate by like gas signals that they emit out their you know nipples or something yeah like, they, they might have no idea what written language is.
0: Yeah. True. Or,
1: like, anything, you know?
0: They probably have a way to figure it out. Maybe. They probably have, like, really ignorant life forms on their planet, like a dog or something, that uses written language. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Send it down to the heathens to figure out. Because they're just, like, so high above that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We might be getting alien communications all the time.
0: And we just have no idea.
1: We have no idea.
0: And the communications say like, leave planet immediately. <laughs> you are in great danger. If you don't leave now, you will die very soon. We're just
1: begging us to get off.
0: And we're like, um, where do we go? <laughs>
1: Can you pick us up?
0: <laughs> but or- if you do, we'll probably just shoot you down.
1: You get too close. We got a lot of nukes.
0: I wonder, like, would we shoot a spacecraft down? Probably. Depends Probably wouldn't on, be able to do it fast enough, right? Like,
1: I think, it, I mean, it depends on if we, like, detect it or not. Because they have, the United States has, like, air missile defense systems where if somebody, like, shoots a missile over most of the U.S.,
0: like... Yeah, but that's because they can see it coming, like, from far away. You know, because it has to travel over the ocean, Whereas if it's coming from the sky, it's coming so quickly.
1: Once again, like, that's what I mean. Depending on how fast it comes or if we can see it or if we can't or if it just materializes or whatever.
0: Or if it looks really cool, we might give it a chance.
1: Yeah, if it looks super cool and then, you know, there's like a crazy new sports team energy drink advertisement on the side of it, we're probably like, hmm,
0: what's that? I'm betting that when aliens come here, they'll already know English. That's my guess. Because
1: they probably listened to this podcast and they just figured it out.
0: They've probably downloaded every single thing we've ever uploaded to the internet into their brains by the time they reach here.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of porn. <laughs> Isn't the internet like 50%? I think porn? it's like 80% or something. <laughs> What the fuck? That's so fucked up. Aliens come down and they're just hyper-sexualized beings.
0: Just so you know, guys, there's ethical porn sites on the internet that you can pay for.
1: If you want to support good, caring, wholesome porn, check it out.
0: Well, I mean, like, the porn is still really, like... It's not like they're just in love and having softcore porn. It's, like, actually good porn. It's just people aren't in a oppressive system, in a misogynist system, and there's not, like, ads and scams and all that shit going on.
1: Yeah, so even if you still hate sex workers um, but hate ads, it still is worth your time.
0: hmm Because you're not having something pop up that says, like, play this game for three seconds. If you don't come, get your money back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: grow six inches in six days or your money back (laughs) all right now if my mom was still listening to this podcast she's definitely
0: (laughs) if she is she's crying right now